Good morning. I'm so glad you could be with me today in our Unfolding the Word series. Easter's approaching us, and starting today and from now through Easter, I'm going to be taking a break from the existing Unfolding the Word book study that we've been involved in to target some teaching from God's Word that specifically prepares us to reflect on Christ's death and his resurrection, a preparation for Easter. We'll get back to our current book study on the day following Easter, but I hope these days that are preparatory for the celebration of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ prove helpful to you and useful to you. I'm going to begin our series of special studies uh, reading from the book of Luke, chapter 19, I'm going to begin reading in verse 28. And when he had said these things, he went ahead going up to Jerusalem. And when he drew near to Bethphage and Bethany at the mount that is called Olivet, he sent two of the disciples saying, Go into the village in front of you, where upon entering you will find a colt tied, on which no one has ever yet sat. Untie it and bring it here. And if anyone asks you, Why are you untying it? You shall say this, the Lord has need of it. And so those who were sent away went and found it just as he had told them. And as they were untying the colt, its owner said to them, Why are you untying the colt? And they said, The Lord has need of it. And they brought it to Jesus, throwing their cloak on the colt, and they sat Jesus on it. And as he rode along, they spread their cloaks on the road. And as he was drawing near, already on the way down the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of his disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all of the mighty works that they had seen, saying, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord, peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Of course, these verses have to do with what's often called Palm Sunday and the entrance of Christ on the beginning day of that final week into Jerusalem after three years of public ministry. It was his long-awaited entrance. Uh, many look at that time as sort of the high point of his three years of ministry. Uh, people were waving palm branches, praising him, throwing their cloaks on the ground in front of it. The people were showing a popular backing for Christ and what, he, what they thought he was representing. They were celebratory, and Palm Sunday was a celebration sort of day. My conviction from my study of the Word of God is that it was not a day of celebration at all from a biblical standpoint. <laughs> the church, unfortunately, over time, often tends to celebrate that day. But I want to look at with you at why, as a preparation for our studies leading to Easter, why this was not so much a day of celebration, but a day of misunderstanding and eventually leading to a rejection of the Lord Jesus Christ and why he came. As Christ comes into Jerusalem at the end of his three years of public ministry, he knew as he was entering the city that a crisis was brewing. He knew that a conclusion would emerge. And that conclusion was not going to lead to a crown for him as the king of the people, but instead it was going to lead ultimately to a cross. 
upon which he would willingly die for us and shed his blood, that a solution to sin could eventually be found. These people who were celebrating his entrance into Jerusalem, making such a big to-do about it, were people who just a few short days later would be rejecting him. What's the point? Jesus entered Jerusalem at this final week of his public ministry, knowing that people were not truly accepting him, and they were not truly accepting the gospel that he was proclaiming, neither the kingdom offered to Jerusalem of, to the Jewish people or the reason that he was going to the cross on our behalf. He looked at the people who were celebrating, so to speak, his entrance into Jerusalem, and he knew there would be a 180-degree shift in the eyes and the attitudes of these people in just a couple of days. Those, putting it a different way, those who were celebrating and wanting to crown him right now would go on to turn against him and want to crucify him in just a couple of days. Not a time of celebration if you saw the truth of what was really going on. Jesus knew what was in the heart of people, and he knew the people celebrating his entrance into Jerusalem were celebrating for the wrong reasons. What they wanted from him, he wasn't really offering them. And what he was offering them, they really didn't want. Let's look at that a little bit further. <laughs> what they wanted, he wasn't really offering them. They wanted the Messiah, but they wanted the Messiah for a very self-serving purpose. They wanted the Messiah to come, the promised Messiah, so he'd come and just defeat the hated Romans. He would bring on a time of power and prosperity and autonomy for the Jewish people. That's what they wanted. Jesus wasn't coming to offer that to them at that particular point in time. What he was offering them as he came into this world was a solution to the biggest problem they had. And the biggest problem they had wasn't Rome. The biggest problem that people had wasn't living in subjection to this foreign empire. The biggest problem people had was their sin. And a solution to sin because their sin was separating them from relationship with God and leading to ultimate accountability as one dies and stands before God. That was the biggest problem. And it was that issue that the first coming of the Messiah was designed to address. He came to provide a way to solve sin, a way to find forgiveness before a holy God, a way to enter into relationship rather than alienation from the God who was really there. He came to offer them what was eternal in significance, and they didn't want it. What they wanted was something temporal and temporary, <laughs> and they wanted prosperity, freedom. They did not want salvation. So the result of it in this mismatch is that Palm Sunday is really a study in rejection of Christ's reason for coming, not faith in Christ. It's really, in that sense, a time of sadness, the culmination of three years of ministry was ultimately a rejection of why he came. 
to minister. Let's look further at it. Palm Sunday itself really marked the fulfillment of many prophecies about the Messiah. But you see, the prophecies about the Messiah were split into two groups. One of the groups, prophecies related to the first coming of the Messiah, the coming of the suffering servant, Isaiah 53. The other group of prophecies about the Messiah were focused on the second coming of the Messiah when he would return as triumphant king, not to usher in a Jewish kingdom, but God's kingdom on this world. And so the people in general, because of bad teaching and basically maybe even wishful thinking, were confused over the disconnect between the prophecies. They were wanting the second coming, but the second coming is of little value if the first coming of the Messiah has not occurred. Because if the first coming has not occurred, then no one's sins could ultimately be forgiven at the coming of the second coming of the Messiah. So they were just, they were confused. They wanted a reigning king rather than a suffering servant. Now the events themselves, and we'll talk more about this tomorrow, the events themselves began on the Mount of Olives. This is a ridge on the east side of Jerusalem that overlooks the city. It's a panoramic view of sorts of the old city of Jerusalem. It is the point where the Palm Sunday entry begins. And we're going to see tomorrow, it's a point where Christ weeps over the city. But interestingly enough, that particular place, the Mount of Olives, is also a place that figures prominently in the second coming of the Messiah. In Zechariah chapter 14, verse 2, we read these words, On that day his feet, meaning the Messiah's feet, will stand on the Mount of Olives that lies before Jerusalem on the east, and the Mount of Olives shall be split in two from east to west by a very wide valley, so that one half of the mount will move northward, and one half will move southward. In the book of Acts, in chapter 1, as Christ ascends into heaven, verse 9, it says, And when he had said these things, as they were looking, he was lifted up, and a cloud took him out of their sight. And while they were gazing into heaven, as he went, behold, two men stood by them in white robes and said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into the heavens? This Jesus, who was taken up from you into heaven, will come in the same way as you saw him go to heaven. And then they returned to Jerusalem from the Mount of Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, Sabbath stage journey away. In other words, the, the, the prophecy of Zechariah 14.2 is being reaffirmed for the early disciples who, as Christ ascended back into heaven after the first coming, was promised to come for a second coming. Well, it's the major point. Join me tomorrow as we look a little bit more at the Palm Sunday entrance into this final week. And then we'll shift gears and, Lord willing, look at the death of Christ and his resurrection. God bless. Join me tomorrow.